Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Welcome back to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me today. Thank you for pressing play. As you are listening to this podcast, I am in Sedona, Arizona, and I am enjoying a retreat specifically focused on my own personal development and growth. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love about this work is that there's always deeper layers and deeper opportunities to continue getting to know yourself and to really heal and expand and to continue on this beautiful journey of self-discovery. So I hope that you are having a beautiful Monday and that your day is off to a good start if you're listening to this on Monday. And whenever you're listening to this, I hope that you're having a wonderful day. Today we have a beautiful guest on our show. Her name is Shoshana and she is from Denver and I'm going to introduce her in just a moment. She reached out to me on Instagram recently and just wanted to connect and it felt so genuine and authentic and I can't tell you how many people uh, reach out to me and it just feels like they're sticky energy, like they want something from me, like they're trying to sell me something or they want me to do something for them and because I'm so sensitive to energy, I pick up on these things really easily, especially even in like a direct message on Instagram, I can pretty much tell right away. And so in our episode today, we do talk about that really the authenticity in business. Uh, Shoshana also talks about releasing shame and using storytelling and vulnerability to actually create deeper connection in your life, to create deeper community in your life. And this conversation was just really beautiful and powerful. So I'm going to introduce Shoshana and then we'll get started. Shoshana is a business and empowerment coach, shame slayer, mountain mama, and the host of the Living Brave podcast. She helps entrepreneurs turn their gifts into offers and grow businesses that serve their communities. In 2015, she create she traded corporate consulting in New York City for a one-way ticket to India. After a yoga teacher training 30 plus countries and a career in freelance journalism, she launched Living Brave. Living Brave quickly expanded from a podcast to signature coaching programs, international retreats, and a global community. In line with Shoshana's mission to break down shame and stigma, she speaks openly about genital herpes and encourages others to harness the power of vulnerability. So as you listen to this episode, I want you to really tune into what are some of the secrets that you may be hiding within you or burying within yourself that 
you feel like there's too much shame or you're too embarrassed or you're too afraid for other people to know about. And we all have those things that we try to hide or that we're afraid of sharing with other people because we're afraid that it means that we are going to lose connection. And actually, that is the exact thing that allows us to be more deeply connected to other people, that allows other people to see that we're so human and they can relate to that humanness when you allow others to see you. So if you want to feel seen by others, if you want those deep connections, this breaking the layer around shame and vulnerability is going to be a big one for you, not only in your personal life, but if you are a business owner or even in your career, there's so many places where shame can keep you separate and hold you back from the deeper connection and love that you deeply desire. Enjoy the episode and we'll see you on the other side. Hello and welcome to my guest today, Shoshana. I'm so grateful to have you here on The Feminine Frequency. Yay, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this came through really quickly, which is how manifesting usually works. So um, I feel like you reached out to me only like a couple weeks ago and you're like, hey, I feel like we get to connect and it felt so authentic and genuine and it felt really good to connect with you. So I'm excited to be collaborating today and sharing the powerful message that we're about to get into. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, hi, I think we need to be friends. <laughs> You're going to think this is really freaky or you feel the same way. But, um, you know, in the, the realm of empowering women and the message that I've heard and I like to share with my community is like when there's someone who has a similar message as you, and of course our messages are different, but talking about confidence, talking about self-empowerment, talking about financial freedom, abundance, different kinds of abundance, like go there. Don't feel like, okay, stay in your lane. And I've got to be unique and compete with other women. Like those are the kinds of people that you need to be connecting with, collaborating with. Those are your expanders, right? Mm -hmm. And in the past, maybe there would have been jealousy or comparison or like, oh God, someone's doing a similar thing as me. So yeah, it's really exciting to get to connect. Yeah. I appreciated that. And this week specifically, I've been getting so many weird like DMs and they're such a turnoff and they actually make it really unenjoyable. They're like, in the comments or, Hey, I sent you a DM and I'm like, Oh God, like, I know you're trying to like sell me something or try and ask if I want to grow my Instagram reach or do I want more clients? And I'm like, Hey, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm having a good time in my business. Like it's all good. So I appreciate when the authenticity comes through and when there's that connection, because it's like, yeah, duh. Like I would love to connect and love to hear what's going on in your world and how you're sharing message and your gifts to uplift others. So thank you for the like breath of fresh air in my inbox. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's about like, you know, authentic connection, right. And using social media as a tool for depth and depth is a core value of mine. I like to use it in my business as well. So when we see the slimy Instagram tactics of, you know, lead gen and sales and outdated marketing, that actually prevents a lot of people from leaning in and perhaps even starting their own business 
or moving past the content creation phase of actually building relationships. And if it's, you know, ideal clients or people who are engaging with your content, reaching out, saying hi, connecting, being authentic. I know a lot of my clients are like, oh my God, I know there's sleazy lead gen and sales. So I don't want to do any of it. And I'm like, no, you can be a real human and use these tools to connect with people. I've met so many wonderful people, friends, clients on Instagram. So it really is the intention behind it and really putting everything that you've learned online from another coach through your own authenticity filter and finding a way to use these platforms that feels good for you. Mm, I love that. And I feel like this applies to someone's looking for to create a business or even during times of COVID looking to deepen their and find like-minded people and be connected with other people who are like-minded, like this powerful reach out from a genuine authentic place of like, Hey, I would love to connect with you. Like, I love your energy. I love what you're like. It would be cool to like explore this connection. And that feels really good. So um, I would imagine that it hasn't always been like this for you where you had that like, you know, confidence to be like, Hey, let's be friends. Right. Or like, Hey, let's explore this. So um, I'd love to hear about maybe some of like the barriers that you've had to overcome and challenges that you've had to overcome to really be living from this empowered, authentic space. Yes. Well, I like to say your shame is the source of your power, right? A lot of people know that fear is where the growth happens. Thing you're most afraid of go there and watch how things expand, watch how you break open, watch how your stories get to be rewritten. And so I'd say I speak openly about general herpes. So I have people reach out to me all the time and I've created boundaries around this, but and just before we even have a touch point, share their story with me, because it's like, when you say something like that, that's embedded in so much stigma and pain and isolation, you crack open the opportunity for vulnerability and connection. Um, so I'd say I used to use social as just a platform to share my travels. I was traveling a lot back in you know, 2015. I quit my corporate job and took a one way to India and was, was traveling for a while and do like the puns and the captions. I wasn't using it, you know, really to build community or a business at all. Um, and it was just like, here's, you know, here's life out here in Asia. Um, and then last year, just last year, I launched my podcast, Living Brave, and I started talking about taboos. And I think through that journey of speaking about topics that are traditionally taboo, and now more speaking about money and speaking out with women's empowerment, really celebrating ourselves as you do, there's, it's very triggering for a lot of people. And it forces you to look at your relationship with all of that. So I'd say that the journey started obviously before I went public about like the deepest, darkest secret. Right. Um, and we can talk a bit about that, like vulnerability project that I really put myself through, but I'd say confidence through trust and self through vulnerability work. Mm -hmm. I really love you shared that shame is love the fuel for empowerment, because we often, when we're in that vibration and frequency of shame can feel very disempowering and it can feel, um, isolating and make us feel really alone and separate. And is what shame is designed to do. However, I know that in Brene Brown's work and, um, you know, just this, the, the, 
the research around shame is that when that shame, it thrives in secrecy. It thrives when we try to keep it inside. It thrives when we try to hide all our dirty little secrets. And the truth is that there's thousands of other women and people out in the world who are living with that same secret and we're all human and we all have some type of secret. So even if our secrets aren't the same and they're secrets because we don't want other people to know that we're imperfect or to know that we have issues or challenges. And so we have this facade with on social media, but we also see this in interpersonal relationships where it's like, Oh, like I want this person to like me. And this is like, I always think about like the first few months of dating. It's like, everyone's putting their like best foot forward. We got to pay attention to that. Right. And it's like, we, we, we walk around like that yet. We still feel so alone and want that deep connection. And so I feel that this um, empowerment around vulnerability is the, the core for connection. And it's also the core to feel empowered and being your authentic self in all areas of your life. So such a powerful topic. And I really love how, and thank you for being permission, creating the podcast that you have and for speaking openly about genital herpes and other taboo topics, because we're all human and we all like experience it, but now we don't have to do it alone because you're using your voice to share it. Mm. Yeah. So well said and completely agree. Daring Greatly is a book that I recommend to everyone that I start working with by Mm. Brene Brown. So I'm very inspired by her work. It's almost like when you stumble across a book, I remember when I was started freelancing and traveling and someone was like, oh, you must have read Tim Ferriss. And I was like, no, you know, who, <laughs> what's a four hour work week? And I read it and I was like, oh, this is exactly what I've been thinking, but put really well. <laughs> That's the same with, with Brene. Um, because really her, her work through research says that we are hiding our shame because we think that putting it out into the world will give it power over us when really shame needs to grow and amplify is secrecy and darkness. And that's where it just explodes. And actually shame is correlated to addiction, depression, loneliness. And a lot of the times we think that these situations say like an HSV diagnosis or a breakup or whatever it is that that's that triggering moment of shame. It's almost a traumatic event. We think that that's where the shame starts when really we've had underlying stories embedded in shame. I'm unworthy. If people really found out the truth about me, they wouldn't want to work with me. They wouldn't want to date me. If only they knew these underlying core stories of shame that I know most women walk around with, right? Um, This feeling that you're not enough, that there's something to fix about you, this almost toxic self-development, right? And so through an event like a herpes diagnosis, you're forced to actually look at those stories. And what I found was very empowering to look at the narratives that I was running my life by, who I was in the eyes of men. Apparently I had thought about myself as an object that was now less worthy because of a diagnosis that two and three people have HSV one or two. Um, And so I went on kind of an experiment as I started to open up about herpes. I went back and I had this desire to speak openly about it, publicly about it. I fell into kind of a low in Denver. 
Um, and I realized I had some unresolved trauma and shame around this. So I was like, you know what? I want to share my story with the world. But before I do that, I want to do the scariest stuff first. I want to have the hardest conversations. So I went back and I told all of the guys I had dated, had a crush on, made out with at a festival that I had general herpes. If I could meet them in public, or <laughs> the better in person, um, a lot of phone conversations. And it was one of the most empowering things I ever did. I found that I had friendships where I thought that I wasn't seen as a friend and plot twist. I was the one undervaluing myself and most people want to love you, support you. It creates space for them to share their secret that's been holding them back. Um, and that's actually how I met my partner, Miles, who we've been together for, you know, almost three years now reconnected. We had gone on two dates six months ago and he's like, Oh my God, I want to help you with your website. Like, yes, it's so empowering. And actually now he does my, my web stuff. <laughs> wow. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Amazing things happen when we show up authentically, the right people start showing up in our lives and, um, those relationships that maybe you've desired or that you wish that you had, or the depth that you wish that you had all of a sudden starts to come to light. And this is where I know you talk a lot about like building a business through community and through authentic leadership and um, connection that I feel like it starts with this vulnerability and this, this courage, this courageousness to be honest with the people around us and to be open and to really allow others to see us in for, for all of us, not just the parts that we think they want us to see. And it's usually the opposite of what our ego tells us is going to happen. Our ego says, if we share this thing with this person, then they are going to go away. They're not going to love us. They're not going to accept us. They're going to judge us. They're going to think there's something wrong with us. And really that's just a reflection of how you feel about yourself, right? Like you feel like you're not acceptable if you have this thing. And so there's so much inner work around this and, I, I just really love this idea. I know for myself, when I went through my divorce and for me, my biggest piece of shame was my depression. And um, really when I started to share about my divorce and about depression, like the right people started showing up in my life and real deep, meaningful connections started blooming all around me. So um, building this community of people, whether it's in business or in your life and your family and friends really starts with this taking your power back, like you mentioned, and, and sharing your truth. Mm. Yeah. And what comes to me from you sharing that is the importance of really belonging to yourself first, because I'm sure that when you were in depression, feeling shame around that, the, your first instinct wasn't to share openly about that and create space for community and depth of connection, right? We have to do the work on ourselves first, look at our own stories, evaluate our own intimacy with ourselves and relationship to ourselves and rebuild that. There've been so many times in my life where I'm like, okay, stop going out, stop drinking, start learning how to run, do a half marathon, learn the guitar. Like I want to get to a place where I enjoy time with myself again, where I have intimacy with myself, where I resolve and I have a beginning, middle and end to the story. And then I can tell that story and the lessons from it and connect it to larger themes that invite people into conversation instead of just opening up a wound to others. And then it feels like we're asking people to hold space for us. And instead us being vulnerable 
in leadership means that you are in some way offering a solution and a new perspective for people. So I think that's really important when it comes to sharing your story and when it comes to being in your power, as you talked about that reflection, right, of you feeling like, oh, how could they share that is really just a reflection of where you're at. Um, I've had clients that I've worked with in the beginning. I was working with a lot of um, people with HSV, just empowerment work. And they were saying like, oh my God, is it bad that I wouldn't want to date someone with herpes or I would judge them? And I'm like, absolutely not. It makes total sense because you're judging yourself. That's why we're working together. <laughs> and, you know, so everything is a reflection. When you look at someone online, you're like, oh my God, who does she think she is? Look at what you're telling yourself. Are you allowing yourself not only to be seen in your imperfections, but to be seen in your joy and your celebration is even more triggering for people. It's even scarier for women because of how we judge other people for showing up that way. So it's being seen in our imperfections and being seen in our joy and our celebrations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So powerful. And yeah, I can't, I mean, I think every woman can relate to being triggered in some way by another woman. And, and it is such an opportunity to look within and be like, okay, what am I not accepting about myself? What part about that person is bringing something up within me, either something that I'm not expressing or some way of being that I see in that person that I know I could be, if I were to really live in my truth, I would be able to access that part of myself. And so it is such a beautiful reminder when we notice those triggers outside of us. And when we, we notice that we get triggered by others, the opportunity then is to look within and to be like, huh, I wonder where that lives within me. What is it that I'm not fulfilling within myself or that is yearning to be expressed within myself? And I think it's, it, it really shifts things to being empowered about it, right? Instead of being like, I, I can't be like that person. It's like, oh, let me, let me see what's really going on here and to become more of who I really want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so cool. That's really been coming up a lot for me going from, you know, sharing this deepest, darkest secret that a lot of people are like, how brave, oh my gosh, I would never do that. And what an inspiration and, and moving now more recently, really reflecting on sharing about money and sharing about financial milestones, especially being a business coach, really overcoming a huge block around sharing numbers in my business and being really like open and unapologetic about my clients or my own milestones and actually being met with a lot of pe people either opening up and being brave and like, yeah, that was triggering for me, but I knew I need to lean in or straight up attacked. Um, <clears throat> and it's, it's just interesting how now it's flipping the, okay, be seen in perfections and then be seen in celebration and still be authentic because people sometimes see what they want to see. And I don't know if I would have triggered myself six months ago or a year ago, you know, that's a really interesting thing to look at. Um, and just when we talk about taboos like this, I think the reason it's so triggering for people is because it really makes people evaluate where they are when it comes to say money and makes people reevaluate the stories that they grew up with. And I've decided in my business, in my life that I will not take on society's idea of what is taboo because often those keep us ignorant. Those keep us in shame. Those keep us disconnected and disempowered. They're there for a reason, right? 
Mm. Yeah. So for you, what has supported you in really releasing what other people think and, and really being able to stand in your truth, even when those, um, you know, attacking words come your way or when people feel triggered by you, what do you feel helps you to stay grounded in your truth and to continue moving forward and sharing? Mm. Yeah. I think one of the most important things that we can do showing up in any regard is being connected to your values and your vision. Um, I did an exercise with one of my mentors. Her name's Jackie Carr. We went on this business immersion together and we did this thing called the five cycles of success. Uh, And the first cycle was grounding down in values. So thinking about, you know, how do I want to show up as ShoshanaRaven.com? How do I want to show up as Shosh in my personal life? And sometimes those are a different set of values on purpose so that there's built in boundaries between who I am showing up online and who I am when I close the computer. So thinking about, you know, that's community, that's empowerment, that's truth telling, that's learning from people like you and in my community and constantly investing in myself and my growth, being deeply rooted in that with every single thing I do, being grounded in those values. And of course we stray from them all the time. And then having a clear vision of where I want to go and knowing, you know, right arm stretched out who I'm serving, who my muse is, what she needs and having her actually reflecting back to me the power of my work through actually my one-on-one work with clients or through podcast reviews or through people commenting on my posts and who I'm serving left arm out internally, myself, my partner, my best friends, that keeps me centered in my heart in where I'm showing up from. So when someone comes in and attacks, when that shield of armor is intact, when that work has been done and continued to be reevaluated, then when someone reaches out to me and says, hey, by the way, your work is not empowering at all. You're just bragging about X, Y, Z, and it's actually very manipulative and you don't care about anything besides lining your pockets with your community. Seriously. I'm like, wow, thank you. And, (laughs) and I don't agree, you know, Mm -hmm. like I would recommend Like, I don't know if this is productive. I completely understand where you're coming from. I can answer any questions about what I do if you're unsure about what goes on inside of these containers, but I'm so happy that I have a community reflected back to me and I just recommend muting me or unfollowing me. And it's like that simple, again, belonging to yourself first, trusting yourself. I think confidence is trust. Confidence is trust in who you are, trust in yourself, trust that you're a good person because you don't have to be the loudest person in the room to walk in, have confidence and trust that it's okay to be exactly as you are right now, whether that's super quiet or whether that's totally in your joy or whether that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I did the Confident Woman series, which is wow, this feels like forever ago, but it was only a couple months ago. Um, I did a series with 28 women around the world who were um, talking about, you know, different areas of confidence. And that was one of the core things that in the themes, the, the, the golden thread throughout a lot of what they shared about their journeys with confidence and, and how it feels to them is that it is this deep self-trust and this deep knowing, inner knowing, and that unshakable, like unapologetic, unwavering, like this is who I am. And when we operate from that place in the world, like 
you know, we can have daggers thrown at us. We can have negative energy around us. We can have all these things externally, but like, there's that like core rooted grounded feeling for me. That's what confidence feels like this, like deep inner knowing. Um, so I'm really glad that you brought that up. And I do believe that trust, trust in self, trust in your own heart, your own magic, your own mission, your own vision. Like it has to start there. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. It's hard sometimes. And I think Mm. that that's what makes being a human so beautiful is that contrast, right? We know what joy is. We know what beauty is because we know what a lack of joy and beauty is. We know what deep sadness is. We know what ugly moments look like. We know what completely abandoning yourself feels like. I've been down in the depths of it real bad. And that creates depth and contrast in life. So a lot of the times when I'm working with someone, say in the empowerment coaching space, there's a shift that might need to happen between like, hey, this work is gonna make you feel happy all the time to this work is actually just gonna give you the tools to be able to move through the hard moments and maybe stabilize a bit, but there's no place where there's just happy that doesn't exist, right? There would it wouldn't exist if that's all that that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really really appreciate the awareness around contrast and how it's here to like we need the contrast and when we resist the contrast or when we we make this illusion that like this work is all about being happy all the time it just creates more pain like it creates it it makes us stay there for longer and um i don't feel like we're able to to really appreciate that and that is a practice for sure because when we're in the depths and we're like oh man like this really doesn't feel good right now it's like you know, sometimes we can't see that and, and, and being able to look back and be like, wow, like this contrast in life is teaching me so much. So I love that you really brought that to light and brought the, the awareness around like the beauty in the contrast. Yeah, definitely. I think like just open transparency. I have moments where I'm like, we all have our shadow self and, you know, you can name her and I'm like mine, she's like insecure shows. She's curled up into a ball, like feeling lonely, feeling like what's next. Oh my gosh, this is the end. Like it totally happens. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's everything right about that. It's just more reason to find the people who are reflect the truth back to you, find your community, find the practices that sustain you and support you. And know that <laughs> I think we we sometimes get wrapped up again, going back to the kind of toxic self-development, like there's somewhere else to get to, or even when we start business growth, especially when it's a heart-centered business, your own offerings, it's amazing. It's so easy to fall back into a rat race mindset. So I think the moral of like in those moments is to remember where am I getting out of the present moment and the truth of what's happening right now? Because I can't be confident in the future. Can't be confident in the past, right? You're confident embodied right now. And if you're constantly tied to what's next or what happened, then it's not true embodiment or confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So powerful. Confidence is in the present moment. Yeah. 
Well, I would love to talk about like this year for you because, you know, throughout COVID, there's many different experiences that people have had in their lives and their businesses. And I know that you've shared that, you know, during this time has been a really big opportunity for growth in your business. So I'd love to hear about what you feel played into that and um, how you've been able to make that happen. And I've had a very similar experience. So I'm excited to hear about yours um, and how we can not let these external circumstances like completely take us down. Like how can we actually thrive when things around us feel uncertain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first thing I think of is decision deciding that it's going to happen and putting your all into it. So when I first launched my business, I was half-assing it. I had not invested in coaching, mentorship. I didn't have a community of entrepreneurs around me. Um, I just lost my main writing job that had been sustaining me for five years. I'd been freelancing for about four or five years, um, looking at social media and being friends with me. I think I was just a yoga teacher. I was actually doing finance market journalism for a couple of websites. And I lost my main job on my first ever uh, retreat. It was a transformational yoga retreat in Panama that sold out, which was my first glimpse at like, oh, someone will pay for an experience with me. And it's really fucking awesome. And I love it. <laughs> and I can get paid to do what I love. So this was about January and I launched my coaching program again, it was a flop. It was like one, I posted once I went on live once I freaked out. I was like, Oh my God, live is like the worst thing. (laughs) And I completely forgot what I was talking about and got back in the the room. I was in Bali at the time traveling. I was like, I don't know what just happened. I just pretended that I had to leave. Like, (laughs) Um, and so that happened. um, And I just pretended it didn't happen really like launched in my head. I've made like two posts, a friend from growing up publicly commented on it and was like, Hey, be good at this. If you had any experience, be really careful trying to work with people in this way. And yeah, so that was my first experience of someone being like, Hey, by the way, you can't do this. And come March, I had another retreat about 12 people from the States came to India and it was super fun. I co-hosted it with my partner. Um, and that's when like everything with COVID took off. So actually we got to celebrate Holy and the retreat and went right back to where I'm from in Connecticut, quarantined at my parents' house. And I just was like, fuck it. I'm going all in on this business. I joined a mastermind in March and I just started implementing. I wrote uh, a story for Business Insider on really reaching the six figure mark in like three months, four months of my business. And I think the core elements that I wrote on there were really disruptive leadership. So disruptive leadership is finding a gap in the conversation and going there instead of what a lot of people do, especially now in COVID times, it's like, oh shit, I have to pivot. Let's be a coach. What are other people talking about? And instead, like, what is the message that wants to come through me? What is the solution that I have to offer straight from my heart to serve my community? Where's the gap in the conversation and how can I take a stand there? So definitely disruptive leadership. I think weaving in your story in a way that empowers your people and turns them into the hero of the story and you as the guide telling your story, but connecting it to larger themes and having really powerful messaging around that. Um, And community, having many spaces for your community members to have a voice, making it about them, having places for them to connect to one another more easily. I do women's circles. I just, with my one-to-one clients, I was like, they all need to meet each other. Then they were like, hey, we want to do a retreat. 
so had a retreat with them all in Colorado last month. Um, and I'd say really heart-centered sales has been a big game changer. Um, we can dive into any of these, but um, I'd say when we talked about rewriting that icky lead gen stuff and marketing, um, rewriting the sales process is like sales is a really sacred flow and an invitation. And I think so many of us wait for the invitation Right. So having a process around sales where you're so confident in what you're offering that you can't wait to share it with people and you mm. don't hold back. So many of us are like, we're not selling anything. And it's like, hey, I don't I don't know where to find it or how to connect with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big game changer is making invitations and being embodied in the message. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I think when it's done in an authentic way, in a confident way, in a really genuine way of like, Hey, there's something that I have here that 100% can support you to the solution of your problem. Like, and I'm also not attached, like I'm not attached to this being like now, or even you working with me, I just like wanted to share and like that I, and, and there's, there's nuanced ways of doing this, right. But that's the, the underlying piece that I think often is missing is, is when we come from that place of attachment or when, um, it comes from the place of like neediness or anything like that. Like people feel that energy, no matter what the words are that are coming across. And a lot of what I teach is energetics in business and in with money like there gets to be like you mentioned that flow feeling and that non-attachment and the like genuine process of one human wanting to support another human and that human actually taking an empowered choice to choose into their next level of transformation in whatever area of their life they're working in so I'm a huge believer in coaching. It has completely transformed my life. And I um, really, really appreciate the the approach that you're taking to teaching authentic soul aligned business. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah, thank you for that reflection. And yeah, I think it comes down to, you know, yes, we want to be unattached. And I think that comes with practice as well, because even where I'm at now, we all have an ego. Mm -hmm. So it feels good to reach a milestone. It feels good to sign a client. Maybe it is an ego boost, but there is that shift that happens of what you just spoke to, which is the realization that it can be a win-win for both parties, which is something that a lot of us have been burned by, right? We've bought something and it's, you know, we haven't felt aligned with it or we've been really victim to toxic marketing and sales. And then shifting into this place that we can all rise together. And in fact, like I, if I'm selling you something that I've created from my heart, I'm enrolling you in a higher level version of yourself. And I'm not believing the stories that tell you you can't. And in fact, that's the greatest service that I can do for you. So no shit, it's valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, And that like, gosh, that moment of thinking, I hope that this person makes a decision for themselves because it's really investing in themselves, no matter who you're investing in, it's you. Because this is the best way that they could spend their resources. And I know that it's going to pay back multiple times over. It's like a yoga teacher who's teaching a yoga class. You know that those, that's the best $20 or $10 they could possibly be spending. Cause you know, that as a yoga teacher and no Mm -hmm. one leaves yoga being like, shit, I wish I went and had a beer Friday night, you know? And so whatever you're selling, like 
that shift is the game changer. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Well, I know there's going to be listeners who want to hear more about this and learn more from you. So is there a community that we can connect them with? How can they continue following you and learning from you? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty active on Instagram. So it's Shoshana underscore Raven. And seriously, DM me. I respond to DMs. As you know, I'm all up in my DMs. I love voice notes. Um, And then I have a Facebook community Uh, the Living Brave community on Facebook. If you just look up Living Brave community, it should pop up. It's a really kind of intimate group, just a place to connect with other like-minded people and share your work. Mm, Amazing. Well, I'm going to drop both of those links in the show notes for today. I want to say thank you for sharing your love and your heart and your time and your energy with my community here on the Feminine Frequency podcast today. So Thank you. And I look forward to everyone continuing to follow you and to get to know you more. Thank you so much, Amy. Yay. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks again for joining me here for this episode of the Feminine Frequency Podcast with Shoshana Raven. I wanted to remind you that I have an incredible manifesting workshop coming up on December 12th. And this workshop is really designed to help you to get clear on what you're calling in in 2021, connect to your deepest soul desires, and to learn how to get out of your own way so that you can manifest them faster. I'm going to be teaching my manifesting blueprint to really give you a step-by-step process of how to manifest money, relationships, and truly anything that you desire because this process is a guide journey that I'll be walking you through. And we're also going to be doing some really powerful embodiment exercises so that you can have sustainable shifts in how you manifest and transform your life. So to join me for the desire manifesting workshop, you can click on the link in the show notes, or you can head on over to my Instagram bio at Amy Natalie Co. You can click on the link there. It's 222 for an incredible four hour half day manifesting workshop. It's going to be super intimate. We only have 20 women who are going to be there. So you'll get direct coaching and support from me. And you'll also be part of an incredible manifesting community to call in your desires for 2021. So I look forward to seeing many of you there. We only have 11 spots left, so make sure to grab your ticket today and enjoy the rest of your week. 